From the land of the midnight sun, welcome back to Prepper Dave's On the Road to Dystopia, your alternative news and information podcast. I'm your host, Prepper Dave. If you remember last episode, we discussed the Bank for International Settlements, the BIS, and how, with its innovation hub, it influences and controls the whole global financial system. If you didn't see that, go back and listen to that episode. Today, we are going to discuss whether the BIS is behind the creation of a global digital currency to overthrow our current currency system. So if you're a conspiracy podcast listener, then this podcast will be music to your ears. We have a lot to cover today, so buckle up, grab a drink, and let's dive right in. So do central banks have nefarious plans to seize control of the global monetary system? If you're listening to this podcast, you and I probably agree that yes, they do. But it's been a dark question that has crossed the minds of many for centuries, and one that has taken on a new relevance with the explosive rise of central bank digital currencies. A joint report released by multiple organizations, we'll get into in a second, suggests the CBDC's potential for cross-border payments, leaving many of us conspiracy theorists nodding because we understand. We understand about the secret agreements that are made between governments every single day and the Bank for International Settlements. But how far do these shadowy undertones go? Well, join us as we dive into our world's latest digital currency technology and uncover just what kind of sinister deeds are occurring behind closed doors. So, let's un- let's uncover the global con- um, global monetary conspiracy with the, the CBDCs. Now, we mentioned that report, that re- that joint report. It was by the Committee on Payments and Market Infrastructures, the BIS Innovation Hub, the International Monetary Fund, and the World Bank. Central bank digital currencies are being sold to the consumers as having the potential to enhance the efficiency of cross-border payments as long as the countries work together. Sounds like a utopia, doesn't it? The report analyzes how CBDCs could facilitate enhanced cross-border payments and how practical efforts are taking these considerations forward. Facilitating international payments with CBDCs can be achieved through different degrees of integration and cooperation, ranging from the basic compatibility with common standards, to the establishment of international payment infrastructures. That's right. The establishment of international payment infrastructures. Remember the spoken wheel? Remember global currencies? Well, one possibility is to create multiple CBDC arrangements, which are interoperable CBD systems that allow for cross-border payments and multi-currencies. That's right. Not just one currency, but maybe one global currency, or maybe, maybe, depending on which way is easiest for them, multiple currencies from all the countries, and they can incorporate all of the Western civilization. The BIS proposes three different models that could be used to set up the wholesale CBDCs, not the retail, but the wholesale CBDCs, and increase the efficiency of cross-border payments. We will get into retail CBDCs. 
the compatible CB, C, compatible CBDC system, the interlinked CBDC system, and the multi-CBDC system. These models differ in terms of the degree of integration, yep, their coordination, and their governance required among participating central banks. However, they all have the same goal. One big platform for all payments, spoke and wheel. Now, moving beyond interlinked CBD systems, the BIS is also examining the possibility of multi-currency cross-border payments, including the CBDCs. This will involve creation of new, new multilateral payment platforms based on a single set of rules. Who's setting these rules? How about a single technical system? Who's designing the technical system? And how about a single set of participants? Who are these participants exactly? Well, this could, why? Of course, they say it reduces their costs. It reduces their risks. It reduces the frictions in the cross-border payments, especially for emerging market economies that are poorly served by the existing, well, capitalist correspondent banking arrangements. They like capitalism. They love crony capitalism. However, this would require significant collaboration and coordination among all the central banks, the regulators, and other stakeholders. Who are these other stakeholders that aren't the banks or the regulators? Huh. To achieve the potential benefits for public welfare while preserving financial stability, further exploration of design choices and their macro financial implications is essential. Central banks should incorporate cross-border considerations in their CBDC development from the start and coordinate internationally, coordinate internationally to avoid the mistakes of the past. Yeah, they've had a hard time putting this out and getting this one global government, this one global payment system off the ground and running. They don't want to make the mistakes of the past. But, mind you me, they are pushing forward. And according to the Atlantic Council, a total of 87 countries are exploring issuing a CBDC as of March of 2022. I get it, this is 2023, but as of March of 2022. Of these, nine countries have fully fully launched a CBDC. And who are they? Well, they're like the Bahamas. They're St. Kitts, Antigua, St. Lucia, Grenada, Nigeria, India, Singapore, and Norway. A total of 16 other countries are in the pilot phase or have launched, and another 15 countries have CBDCs in development. Some of the major economies in these categories are, well, China, but they also have BRICS, South Korea, France, Sweden, Israel, Canada, UAE, Uruguay, and Turkey. Now, the U.S. is one of the 33 countries still in the research phase, as they say, except... We have now FedNow, which is currently being implemented, distributed nationwide. 
and we will get into it in a further podcast about Fed about the Fed now system. That Federal Reserve has not announced, not formally announced any plans to issue a CBDC, except for Fed now, but has invited the public to begin an open dialogue about the value of a CBDC in the United States. There are there are several, or should I say many concerns even by mainstream over the BIS CBDC cross-border payments now these are some of the mainstream concern uh, concerns and we will get into some of our concerns as well well how about the legal and regulatory challenges of, of ensuring compliance with ger- different jurisdictions such as capital management foreign exchange mechanisms anti-money laundering I wonder how they're implementing that one and data protection If you're taking money out of your bank, maybe you're laundering money, right? Cross-border payments with CBDCs should comply with the regulation and the laws of the jurisdictions concerned. And information flow and fund flows should be synchronized so as to facilitate the monitoring of transactions by regulators for compliance. So that last part is pretty significant, I think. Facilitate the monitoring of transactions by regulators for compliance. If you take out money out of your bank, whether it's $600, $900, $9,000, or $10,000, should it be their business? Or should it be yours? There'll be some, or many, that might even say, ah, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to hide. But you know what? I know people that have nothing to hide, and they have these problems currently. Because they either they take out too much cash at one time or they take out a couple of different payments of different cash withdrawals and then they get nailed for that. And you know what the banks can do? The banks can just close your account or shut it down, send you a check. Now, I digress. The macro financial implications of increased cross-border flows, such as the exchange rate, exchange rate volatility, that is one of their concerns except for if we have a single global currency. Capital flight. Well, you know, capital flight, as long as we're all one world, one government, one people, right? I guess that won't really matter well as much. Monetary sovereignty. I guess that won't matter that much either. Our financial stability. We see where that's been going lately. If frictions are removed, there should be greater international flows of remittances. So they want greater flows of remittances. They want greater flows of e-commerce. And they want greater flows of cross-border asset purchases. Well, this might not favor countries that actively control their exchange rates or have a weak financial system. So if you want to control it and not let the international community under the BIS control it, well, that could be a problem for you. The technical and operational challenges of ensuring interoperability. How about security? Yeah, with AI, I'm not quite sure how much security you'll be able to have. Some of the challenges they've had in the past has been scalability and the efficiency of the CBDC systems across borders. That's why they came up with the spoken wheel. Facilitating international payments with CBDCs can be achieved through different degrees of integration and cooperation, which we mentioned. 
and we mentioned the basic compatibility with the common standards. These models different though in the terms of, like I said, the degree of integration, coordination, and governance required among the participants. This is still one of the concerns of the mainstream. They also have another one which affects many international companies. I guess it depends on which country. And the political and strategic challenges of ensuring trust and ensuring cooperation and ensuring coordination among countries with different interests. So you got to get rid of those countries that have or change the minds of the countries that have a different interest. If they take their people and their people's interests and put that for first and foremost. Well, that kind of goes against this whole BIS spoken wheel. And how about the preferences and their agendas? You know, everybody's a little different. As long as we have our national sovereignty, we will all have different preferences and different agendas. Yes, every nation, every country will have a different preference, different agenda, different interests after looking out for their people. That's why these globalists don't want that. They want to break down the walls. They want forced immigration, forced migration. Instead of bringing everybody up, they're going to push and make everybody, well, at the same level, but a low level. They cannot afford to have a middle class, a yeoman class. These cross-border payments with CBD... I'm sorry, I digress. These cross-border payments with CBDCs could have geopolitical implications, such as challenging the dominance of the U.S. dollar or creating new alliances or dependencies among countries. Moreover, some countries may be reluctant to share sensitive information or cede control over their monetary policy or their financial system to others. That's what I mean by national sovereignty. And these people, these globalists, this cabal wants to destroy that. Because it doesn't fit their puzzle piece. Their puzzle. In addition, the mainstream media challenges and risks, in addition to all of these that we just went through, all the challenges, all the risks involved with the BIS and the CBDC cross-border payments, the legal, regulatory, operational, and cybersecurity issues, as well as the potential macro-financial implications. Some of us, some of us conspiracy theorists, as they call us, well, we have our own concerns about the BIS and CBDCs. And I don't think they're very outrageous. We're concerned that the BIS is secretly planning to use the CBDCs to create a global digital currency that would replace the national currencies and undermine national sovereignty. That's what I've been saying this entire time. The BIS is working with the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank to impose CBDCs on developing countries. Yeah, just like Bill Gates pushing his agenda in these developing countries as a way of controlling their monetary policies and exploiting their natural resources. Well, take this and couple it with ESG. What do you have? We'll discuss that at a later time, ESG and, green, and the greening, green finance. The BIS 
is using CBDCs to facilitate money laundering. Yeah, they're the ones doing the money laundering. You know, when you hear them accusing or making accusations of, hey, we're just doing this under the guise of security, under the guise of trying to prevent money laundering, the guise of tax evasion, the guise of illicit financing. Well, guess who's doing the money laundering? Guess who's doing the tax evading? Guess who's doing the... Well, they call it legal financing, but who's doing the financing by creating anonymous digital wallets? Well, they got these digital wallets now. They may not be anonymous, but they might just as well be. It's like, I'll give you an example. Growing up, I had a girlfriend. Her father used to run the numbers, right? And that's was illegal, right? Running the numbers, right? It was a vice. So, guess what? He used to run the numbers. Yeah, it's illegal. A whole lot of people played the numbers, and it was illegal. You know why it was illegal? Because the state wasn't getting their cut. And so, guess what happened? Guess what happened to the state of New York? They went up with their own damn lottery. They did their own numbers game. They didn't care. It wasn't because of the numbers. It wasn't because they were saying, oh, people are being ripped off on numbers, or people are taking chances with their hard-earned money. <clears throat> no. The state said you know what we we're not getting our piece so they just did the entire thing <sighs> i digress again you know we need to look more into this though at a later date but it is plausible given what's been publicly stated by the by our elected officials that they are that this that the bis is that the maybe the cbd uh, the central banks are and the Fed using CBDCs to facilitate this money laundering. Maybe there's some people that are allowed to, well, get by with the tax evasion. And definitely some with illicit or what we can now categorize as not being illicit financing. By creating these digital wallets. Don't let these people fool you. They're not looking out for you. They're looking out for them. They don't care about you. They are going to use these these things, these guys. They're going to use these. They're under the guise of security, under the guise of this, under the guise of that, in order to put more requirements on you and so they control more of what you can and you can't do. And when you, whether you being an individual or you being a corporation or you being an international corporation or a small business, if you don't comply... They will resort to extortion tactics. They won't give you the financing. Or they'll give it to you at exorbitant rates. And we'll get into that in another podcast. But that's the greening, green finance. These people are nothing but legal criminals. And the fate of our global monetary system hangs in the balance. Your well-being and mine. As countries explore the possibilities of CDBCs, we must remain cautious and ever vigilant for those who seek to control or exploit our finances. Yep. While many welcome the use of these CBDCs, there's going to be a lot of people that say, hey, it's so easy. Just like using your phone. I don't know how to use my phone for payment, and I don't do it. But there'll be people that welcome this. And they'll say, hey, look at this great potential for smoother, safer, cross-border payments. Who they will go after? The illegal immigrants. 
Hey, look how see, look how safe it is for you to send this money back to Mexico, back to Central America, back to South America, and so on. Once they hit critical mass, they can force the rest of us. Others, like us, we worry that central banks could weaponize a single global currency to reshape the economies at their whim. At their whim. Without a vote. Without discussion or real discussion. Without real input from us. They can do what they want on their whim. Ultimately, any regulation that allows innovation must place guards against the power that be and their abuse for stifling economic progress. Because usually, regulations are put in at the request and at the behest of major corporations. Why? Why would major corporations want to put in new regulations? That make things more difficult for them. Well, it's a barrier to entry to, for others. It staves off their competition. They're lower competition. They know how hard it will be to get over some of these. And since they're so, since they're major, and they've had well input on writing these bills. Sometimes they even write the bills. Have you ever heard of maybe? Uh, and I'm not going to say they have pharmaceutical companies writing bills and handing them to the handing them to the Congress. In order to pass, who runs this country? One thing we've learned lately is definitely not a president. Look, I want to thank you all for joining me today, and I'm sorry I kind of got off track. It's been a while since we've had a podcast, and I apologize. And so I'll try to do better next time. Look out for our next podcast. We're going to go a little deeper, and we're going to reveal the secrets of central bank digital currencies by unearthing the truth behind Project Helvetia, Dunbar, Orem, and Rosalind. Yes, those projects. All four of those projects we're going to go over. But for now, as always, keep connecting the dots because Prepper Dave's out. Remember, if you like this episode, please give us a like, subscribe, or follow. And please share with your friends and family so they too can unplug from the mainstream media. The content provided here is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical, financial, legal, or professional advice. We recommend consulting a qualified professional before taking any action on any content related to this podcast or any of the links provided. We do not endorse any candidates or political parties. Additionally, we are not responsible for any incorrect information and ask that you please back check all information and contact us with any and all errors. Thank you.